did not sing the song yesterday. We're not going to sing it today either. But that's what we had yesterday. Today's Aleph Beis Dalad, Abad. Um, but let's just return to what we had yesterday because it was important and significant. We want to build off of yesterday's idea that the Ramchal presented to us. And um, what the Ramchal told us was just the next building block in the whole um, you know, beautiful, beautiful tapestry that he's weaving together. And that is a mixed metaphor, I guess, building blocks and tapestries. But that's okay. That's okay. And, and the Ramchal said that being that we have discovered that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shalim, he's perfect, he's flawless, he's not even capable of being flawed, and we've discovered that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a Ratzin, he has a will, he has an interest, a drive in being Meitiv, he wants to be Meitiv. And we also established that, that when we combine both of these together, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shalim, and he wants to be Meitiv, he wants to be Meitiv in a way of Shlemus, he wants to be Mashlim, he wants to give Shlemus, and true Shlemus is Hashem himself, the only way he can give over himself is by giving us an opportunity to be like he himself. An opportunity for us to um, not just emulate Hashem Shlemus, but to um, <clears throat> develop Hashem Shlemus within us. To make ourselves Shalem in a way that approaches Hashem Shlemus. To make ourselves complete and perfect in a way that approaches Hashem's completeness and Hashem's perfection. That makes, it gives us a degree of godliness, of Hashemness, and that's what allows us to enjoy Olam Haba, which is all about Tveikas with Hashem, being at one with Hashem, having consonants with Hashem. As we established yesterday, the, 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 the uh, idea of Olam Haba, the reward that we get, is much more than just cashing in chips, much more than pre presenting a checklist uh, you know, to some, to some uh, prize booth upstairs in, in, in the Olam HaEmes. That wouldn't be eternity, that wouldn't be eternal reward, that wouldn't be an ability to be together with Hashem, one with Hashem, like Hashem. Olam Haba is nothing, is, 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 is nothing of the above. It's not, has nothing to do with that. It's not about cashing in chips. It's not about um, converting my mitzvahs to some, you know, to some, some abstract uh, ethereal substance in Shemaim. Rather, because all that would be, as we said yesterday, an incidental relationship between that would, that would create an incidental relationship between our Avayda down here and the reward up there. Rather, Olam Haba is all about what I did in Olam Hazeh. And this is just, again, the next logical step in putting all these ideas together and combining everything and building further uh, off of the ideas that the Ramchal has already built up for us. Being that Olam Haba is all about being at one with Hashem and eternal reward is all about um, being Shalim like Hashem is Shalim and, and, and accessing Hashem's Shleimus and being as close to Hashem as possible, that requires me being as close to Hashem as possible in this world. I have to create myself someone who is Shalim. I have to make myself into someone who is like Hashem in that A, I am perfect, but B, I made myself perfect. And that, that's really the fulcrum around which everything kind of revolves over here. I have to make myself perfect. If I've made myself perfect, then I'm like Hashem. If I've worked very hard to perfect myself, then I am perfect because I'm perfect. I'm independently perfect. I'm self-sufficiently perfect. I'm a self-contained source of perfection. Nobody compelled me to be perfect. Nobody imposed that upon me. Nobody created me as someone who can't, who can't err. Rather, I am subject to error. I'm subject to fallibility. And I created myself. I worked on myself. I made myself into someone who nevertheless has been perfected. That allows me, that's the only thing that allows me to be like Hashem. I approach Hashem, Shleim Hashem is perfect because he's perfect, he's independently perfect. We saw yesterday 
that all that goes a step further, and, and that means that I'm actively creating that in this world. Even though in this world, I, 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 I'm not yet ready to receive the, word, the reward of eternity, and we'll get to that, why, why that's not the case. Why, Taka, do we need Olam Haba? If this world's all about making myself shalim, making myself perfect, making myself complete, making myself like Hashem, why am I not already getting Olam Haba and Olam Hazeh? We'll get there. But what, what's critical um, uh, in terms of our understanding going further over here is that Olam Hazeh is all about me creating my Olam Haba. Because creating my Olam Haba really is all about creating myself. It's about making myself more and more and more like Hashem. Making myself more and more shalim, making myself more and more perfect and complete. And it means at every, every juncture, every opportunity, every day, multiple times a day, I have equal paths in front of me. I can go... This way I can go, that way I can go to the path of chisar, of being flawed, being imperfect, being not like Hashem, or I can go to the path of flawlessness and perfection and be like Hashem. And every single day as I make those decisions and I constantly reinforce and I go in the correct, the correct, uh, take the correct uh, path over there at every juncture, I'm making myself more like Hashem. I am actively creating my oilam haba um, by creating myself. Olam Haba is really a function of, 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 of me. So we said yesterday that, as Arthur so succinctly put it, I'm, every mitzvah, I'm building another layer, putting another brick, putting another brick, putting another brick. That's correct, but we can make it even more correct. Every day in, in, in this world, I'm putting another brick in the structure of myself. It's really myself that I'm building. So I'm adding cell to cell, organ to organ, system to system. I'm creating myself. I start off as just a physical body, but I am making that physical body a spiritual one. I'm creating myself, and the more I create myself into a godly being, I'm creating a self that will enjoy the divine light and a connection with the divine for eternity. So Eilam Haba is really being created on a daily basis over here. We hope. We hope. That's what we're trying to do. But it's not about, okay, mitzvahs, tefillin, check, davening, check, tzedakah, check, Shabbos, check. I check off all the checks. And then I present that when I get to Elam Haba. No, I'm creating my Elam Haba in Elam Haza, and that's a, that is a function of creating myself in Elam in Elam Haza. Creating myself is making myself godly. When I make myself godly, now I come to Elam Haba. There's God up there. I'm godly. I approach God, and I can be at one with God for life. Now, it's a quick recap of what we had yesterday, with some new angles and some new nuances. Okay, this idea of create, really creating myself, and and creating myself as a being, as an entity that is as godly as possible. So that essentially is my Olam Haba. What I do on a daily basis is determining my Olam Haba. And that yields two, we said two points yesterday uh, at the end that we have, to, uh, we have to wrap up this paragraph with today before we go on. And the two points are like this. So first of all, it, it's very straightforward then and, and, and almost um, obvious, but certainly directly resulting from this whole, uh, everything that we've built up so far about, about why Hashem created the universe, or rather what the point, the goal, the objective of, of creation is, and, 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 and what the reward looks like in Adam Haba, and how I earned that in Adam Hazeh, and, and what that looks like on, 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 on a level of lambdas, you know, and, on, on a level of, of uh, you know, an essential level, what I'm doing in this world and how that gets me to Adam Haba. So it's true that on the one hand, on the one hand, where is the eternal reward for eternity awaiting us? In the realm of eternity. 
which is Olam Haba. Olam Haza is not the realm of eternity. So we talk about that we're working here very hard to get that reward, and that reward is Shlemus, and that Shlemus is being at one with the divine, and the place that's reserved for that, we'll see more of that today, is Olam Haba. <coughs> it goes without saying that that reward is an Olam Haba. However, however, although the place of Nitzchias, of, of Schar for eternity, is Olam Haba, being that, uh-oh, this is what we call the two-year-old stain over here, right? Anyway, um, all right, we'll just um, overlook that for now. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's, he's dirty, but he's not that dirty. Anyway, all right. Um, anyway, anyway, so being that the method, you listen carefully, everyone, because we'll see a beautiful principle that results, uh, uh, a side that, that results from everything that we said so far. Being that the method of earning Olam Haba is through becoming every day more like Hashem, making myself more like Hashem, achieving and and uh, working on myself to achieve shleimus, perfection, completion, and Hashem's perfection, Hashem's completion. Being that that's the method of earning that olam haba, that means, as we mentioned yesterday, every day, at least on a level of a potential, I am getting more and more and more of that entity, that being, that will in, in, appreciate, enjoy, and benefit more and more and more from Hashem and Olam Haba. Okay, everybody got that? Every day, since I'm actively creating my Olam Haba in, in this world, and I'm actively building myself in this world, and the building, the creating is, building, creating me to be a more godly being, someone who is a more independent, self-sufficient, self-made, self-contained source of perfection, and that perfection is Hashem's perfection, means every day, although... The reward is waiting in the next world, but it's more than just a reward waiting for me. It's somehow an idea of everything that I'm making myself now is just going to be unlocked, unleashed, and released. But it's all here right now. And I'm creating it and establishing it more and more every day right now, which means we, should, we ought to expect that what? That... The journey of Olam Hazet to Olam Haba is much more than a journey. It should come out, we should expect that what? Although all that shlemus and imperfection is not going to be really actualized to Olam Haba, we should at least get a sense of it now and appreciate it now and get some kind of, even, a, 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 even if a minor, but at least a minor taste of that perfection now in this world. Because the... The, the process of earning Olam Haba is right now making myself like Hashem. So if every day I'm making myself like Hashem, just, just only actualize into eternal d- divinity and eternal light later, but, but I'm, I'm doing it right now. There should be a taste of it right now. And the answer is yes, there is. And that's, that's what Yiddishkeit is all about. That's why Yiddishkeit is so gishmak. That's why learning Torah is so amazing. That's why Shabbos is so beautiful. That's why when a person really gets into Torah mitzvahs, he enjoys it. There's a thrill. He feels fulfilled. And he feels... Shalik. He feels complete. He feels a certain degree of perfection, even in this world. Why? Because he is busy every day making himself more and more and more perfect with Hashem's perfection, even though it's not going to be unleashed and unlocked and actualized till the world to come. But he's building it up. He's, he's involved every day in the infinite. He's involved every day in, 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 in the divine imperfection. We would expect him to feel that somewhere. And he doesn't. That's, again, this is, this is the alphabet in why 
When someone gets into learning, he enjoys his learning so much. When someone really appreciates doing this, he enjoys mitzvahs, he enjoys davening, he enjoys these things. Because he's tasting a minute, minor aspect of a degree, of a fraction of the godliness that he is creating and imbibing right now. Everybody got that? Whereas, let's speak out the, what, what the contrast would be. If we would say that Olam Haba, if we would go with the chips method, if we would go with the, you know, the, um, the skee-ball method. You guys know skee-ball? Skee-ball with the tickets. You get the tickets, and if you get enough tickets, you get the big stuffed giraffe, right? Big stuffed giraffe with the, with the skee-ball tickets. Okay, well, for the Russians, I have to change the analogy. The big stuffed bear, okay? <laughs> so, you know, you get the skee-ball tickets. And you cash them in at the carnival, at the, at the, uh, the fair, right? Oh, okay. That's right, okay, that's right, that's, that's the one. So if we would go with the tickets method, the skee-ball analogy, so, and, and, and we just accumulate a lot of chips, you know, tzitzis, check, tefillin, check, shema, check, yep, kosher, I did that one, Shabbos, yep, yep, chalant, yep, latkes, yep. So I did all of the, I, I did everything I was supposed to do, and I cash it in, then we're saying there's no direct essential relationship between what I do here and the reward that I get up there. Is there any inherent connection between the tickets and the stuffed panda? No, no. This just lets, gives me credit towards something else. So I don't, you know, when you're doing the ski ball and getting those tickets, not like every single ticket, every additional ticket that you get, you feel more like a panda. You feel more like someone who owns a big giraffe. No, you just afterwards you decide to cash in. It's incidental. It's an incidental relationship. If that would be the approach, that would be the model for how Elam has another Mabah works, we wouldn't feel anything in this world. Well, I, 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 mean, I feel good, I feel gratified, but you feel good the same way you feel good about yourself when you get 100 on, on the math test, right? But you wouldn't feel that, that spiritual thrill, that geschmack, that lichtigkeit that everyone knows you only get when you, when you get a good, when you understand you had a good learning session. When you, you davened really good, and, 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 and you, you worked really hard, and you overcame and assigned that, 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 that deep-seated, spiritual thrill, you wouldn't get that if we went with the other approach because where are you getting them? It's not coming from anywhere. I'm not there yet. That's going to come in the world to come. Right? We wouldn't, it wouldn't show up and it wouldn't make sense that it wouldn't show up. But I bet it does show up. It shows up because the journey itself is already making us more and more and more like Hashem and making us more more godly. Their journey itself is, every, the, the, the journey is about the destination. The destination lies in the journey. And Olam Hazeh is not about earning reward as much as it's about creating reward. And it's not even about creating reward as much as it's about creating myself. So I have that deep-seated thrill when I learn well, when I get into davening, when I get into learning, when I get into mitzvahs, because I'm getting the thrill of, of, of creating someone who has a, an essential relationship with Hashem. Everybody got that? So that, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful insight. Um, and to take that one more step, well, not one more step, but to speak out one more nakuda, it's maybe a little bit more of a Mesilas Yisharim discussion than a Derech Hashem one. But being that it comes up over here in passing, and being that it's something that's so important to hear, we're going to speak it out now. So again, what's the essential relationship between Olam Hazen and Haba? It's a direct one. It is a, a, an inherent one. It's not an incidental one. And everything I do in Olam Hazeh is going to yield Olam Haba when it's being done in, 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 in such a way that every day of my journey in Olam Hazeh is making me more like Hashem. 
I have to make myself more like Hashem here. And when I made myself more like Hashem here, now I can be one at one with Hashem there. But if I'm not at one with Hashem over here, how on earth are you going to expect when you get into Elam Haba, how are you going to be at one with Hashem over there? There's, there's going to be a repulsion. I have to come into Elam Haba and be min b'minoi. Right? Matzah minas minoi. If I come in min v'sha'enoi minoi, then there's a repulsion. I might not even, got, might not even get into Elam Haba. We're going to have that. We're going to have that. Scary kind of idea. So, Olam Haba is all about Hashem being able to share His Shlemus with me. He can only share His Shlemus with people, entities that are like Him. And Olam Hazeh is all about me making myself like Hashem. I have to make myself perfect. I have to make myself complete. And I have to make myself perfect and complete in a way that makes me like Hashem. What does that look like? When I have to make myself perfect and complete in a way that makes me like Hashem. That generates a scary idea. There is a way of what looks like ostensibly making myself perfect, quote-unquote, and complete, quote-unquote, which is not making me like Hashem. All of my strivings and strugglings and, 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 strenuatinglings and strenuatings in this world is all about making myself like Hashem. And that is the only point because that is the only way to receive any kind of connection with Hashem in the world to come. So Torah mitzvahs that we do over here is really all about one thing and one thing only, make myself min b'minoi, like Hashem, to be able to be one with Hashem in Olam Haba. Again, that's why it's Ogishmak when we, when, we, when we do that. And that's what Torah mitzvahs are about. But Rabbi Yisai, let's ask ourselves a question. When I'm doing Torah mitzvahs, again, the goal of them are to have choices of right and wrong, to avoid the wrong and do the right. Because when I do that, I made myself shalim, and now I'm shalim, I'm complete and perfect because of an independent decision. I'm independently Shalim, which is what Hashem is all about. What if I'm doing Torah and Mitzvahs? I'm learning, I'm davening, but not necessarily because um, it's connecting me to Hashem. I'm not doing it because of a relationship with Hashem. I'm not doing it because I want to be like Hashem. I'm just doing it because, I don't know, that's what it says. Isn't that what it says? That's what it says, right? Let's see. Let's see what it says. Pesach. Hilchus Pesach. Okay. Pesach, you have to eat matzah. That's what it says. See? Keep going. Canter. Hilchus Chalmai. Tainus. Hilchus Rosh Hashanah. You have to hear the shoifer. Hilchah sukkah. You have to sit in the sukkah. Hilchah lulav. You have to shake the lulav. Hilchah megillah. You have to hear the megillah. And we skip to Hanukkah. And Hilchah Hanukkah. You have to light the menorah. That's what it says, right? So, what if I spend my entire life doing things because that's what it says? I want to know everything that it says. Rabbi, teach me. Teach me all the, all the mitzvahs. Teach me everything that it says. I want to do everything that it says. I know that's my job. It's a rule book. Got to play by the rules. Got to follow the rules. Got to follow the rules. And, and uh, I, I, I do bravely and boldly, responsibly and reliably everything that it says. But that's the sum total of why I'm doing mitzvahs and why I'm learning Torah. I learn Torah because that's what I mean, it says. You open up, that's the Shulchan Aruch also that you have to learn Torah. It's definitely there. But that's what it says. And I'm doing it because that's what it says. And what's devoid? What's missing over here? What's devoid of this uh, approach to life? There's no Hashem. 
I'm not doing it because that's what Hashem said. I'm not doing it because that's what brings me closer to Hashem. And I'm not doing it because it engenders a relationship with Hashem. A connection with Hashem. A yachas between me and Hashem. Then you have someone who's gone through his entire life doing Torah mitzvahs, but really Hashem is absent. And you can have a guy who goes through his entire life doing mitzvahs, not doing Averis. But again, Hashem is absent. He's, just, he's, 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 he's good, and he's reliable, and he's dependable, and he's responsible. You tell me what I need to do, Rabbi, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But Hashem is lacking. Hashem is not there. There's a big problem with this picture. Because this fellow, you take this fellow for whom Hashem is absent. And when he's learning, there's, there's no Hashem on the, you know, on the other side of the daft. There's no Hashem. We've been talking about this Novus Rib Nazan. The Rebbein Shalom is there, present when you're learning. There's not Baruch Hu sitting right next to me. When I put on tefillin, there's no... Ah, Hashem, where well, I'm doing this because you gave me this mitzvah. When I'm davening, there's no Hashem really there. I'm just, again, that's what it says. You daven three times a day. When I light the Benoyer, there's no... Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Ha'ilam, Asher Kishon V'Sosav Tzivanu, Lahalik Nershachanak, no, it's not there. I say the Baruch, I say, that's what I'm supposed to do. I like the Menorah, that's what I'm supposed to do, but Hashem is not there. You can have, conceivably, a Yid, who goes through his entire life, Rabbi Yisai, doing mitzvahs, and not doing Averis, but again, he's doing them because, well, that's what it says, and I'm good, I'm dependable, you tell me what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it, but the Rebbein is lacking. When the Rebbein is lacking from your turn and your mitzvahs, you're not doing it because of a yachas, a relationship with Hashem. You're not doing it because I know Hashem is, and I love Hashem so much, and I want to make myself more like Hashem. And Hashem, I know you want me to be more like you. If that's lacking, then there is something fundamental lacking at the core of his avodas Hashem, which is Hashem. It's avodah without the Hashem. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, what's this guy going to look like after 120? If we go with the skee-ball model, if we go with the stuffed panda, the stuffed giraffe, this guy was reliable and dependable. And he did mitzvahs. He learned Torah his entire life. He was so mackered every single day. Where is he going to get a big panda? He's going to get a huge panda. Or bear. Or giraffe. Or? Okay, I thought you... Good. Everyone has their own whatever they go for, right? Kangaroo. He's going to get a huge one. Because look how many mitzvahs he did, right? But that's not what Olam Haba is about. Olam Haba is all about being at one with Hashem. And in Adam Haba, you can't make yourself at one with Hashem anymore. You either did or you didn't do it. And that's what this world is all about, making ourselves at one with Hashem. And part of making yourself like Hashem is, yes, certainly, having the opportunity, the ability to not be like Hashem, but I make myself like Hashem anyway. To not be Shalim, and I make myself perfect. But it's more than that. It's making myself like Hashem in that I'm doing this to be at one with Hashem. I'm doing this to relate to Hashem, I'm doing this because I want to create a self, I want to create a person who is connected to Hashem. If that's present, then yes, we have a tremendous Eilam Haba waiting for us because every single day of this journey, every single step of our lives was all about creating ourselves as people who are like Hashem. And then we have uh, uh, the ultimate experience of Eilam Haba, which is actualizing all that and really being at one with Hashem and being like Hashem. But if my mitzvahs were devoid of that, there's no real Hashem on the other side of my, my learning, my davening, my tefillin, my Shabbos, my, my, my Ner Hanukkah. Hashem was absent. I wasn't doing it because Hashem asked me to do it. I wasn't asking, doing it to connect to Hashem. I wasn't doing it because it, become, it brings me closer to Hashem. There was no relationship there. There was no Hashem there. And then the question is, 
how much Hashem can be there now in Adam Haba? How much of a connection can I have with Hashem in Adam Haba when there was no connection in Adam Hazeh? And that's really a rhetorical question because the answer is very little. Very little. Because it's not the Candyland model. It's not the tickets. It's not the ski ball. It's not cashing in chips. It's actualizing a relationship that was, that was established over here. And the journey is about building myself, build, building myself as someone who is like Hashem over here. And being like Hashem over here doesn't just mean perfecting myself. It means perfecting myself in a way that makes me as close to Hashem as possible as over, over here, which means doing it to be like Hashem over here. When Hashem is present over here, then Hashem is present for eternity over there. When Hashem is absent over here, if I didn't do it over here, where am I going to get it from in the world to come? So in short, in summary, it's so important for us, you know, like, you know, we were given 120 years, but we want to make the most of those 120 years. We're given time on this world to make ourselves like the Rebbe, and this is the only place we have to make ourselves like the Rebbe, to achieve Shleimus, to give ourselves that perfection and completion. And that's what's actualized in Adam Haba, but here we either did it or we didn't do it, and two, I'll speak out three uh, uh, points for, for, for just to, to, to walk away with for today. A, this is the place to make myself like Hashem. The next rule is where it's, that it's actualized, but being that every day I'm making myself more like Hashem, that gives us that thrill, that satisfaction, that electricity, that's w- which is what Yiddishkeit is all about. B, <clears throat> I have to... Um, perfecting myself in this world means... Uh, um, and making myself like Hashem is I, 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 I'm independently perfect, independently flawless. I'm perfect and flawless because I made myself perfect and flawless in this world. And that's what makes my, me, me every day more and more like Hashem, which allows me to cling to Hashem, bond with Hashem, be in constant with Hashem in the world to come, which is the ultimate benefit that I receive for eternity. But see, for that to work, Hashem has to be there. If Hashem is absent, then how can you say in this world, I was making myself like Hashem? I wasn't making myself like Hashem. I was following the rules. How's following the rules making me like Hashem? Yeah, but this Hashem's rules. It's Hashem's rules, yes. So, so if I'm doing it because so I say, Hashem, I love you so much, and I know your rules are the best rules, so I want to do this to be like you, then, then I'm like Hashem. But if this rule book comes down with a thud, it came down from heaven, so I better take it seriously, but I'm follow- and I'm following it, reliably and religiously, but my relationship with it is just a rule book. There's no Hashem on the other side as I keep these rules. Then on a daily basis, on a, on a level of the practicalities, when I'm actually performing on a performance level, Hashem is not involved in my performance. Even if I understand it came from Hashem. And I, I, I wouldn't take another rule book as seriously as I take this rule book. The driver's manual, <laughs> who, who pays attention to the driver's manual, right? Speed limits and things like that. Stop signs. I don't, I don't care about those rules. They didn't come from Hashem. This came from Hashem. I take this seriously. But if in my performance, in my performance, I'm not, my performance, Hashem is, is, is absent in my performance, then, then where exactly am I making myself like Hashem? I'm following the rules because they're Hashem's rules, but ultimately I'm just following rules. I come to the Haba and I, I, I may find myself very distant from Hashem. It's a scary thing, but it can happen. But when I say, Hashem, you gave me yamtiv. Let me keep yamtiv, Hashem. You gave me tefillin. Thank you, Hashem. And, and where do we find this kabbalah? We put it in the bracha. We put it in as we're putting on baruch Hashem. When was the last time we slowed down and, and thought about what we're saying when we make the bracha on the mitzvah, the bracha on Nir Hanukkah, the bracha on matzah? 
Baruch Ata Hashem, Elokeinu, Melchem Asher Kiddushanu. You gave me this mitzvah. We have a, have to do this yeah, on a daily the basis. Guy, the guy who is uh, like you say doesn't follow, doesn't want to come close to do like Hashem. Also, he's saying all brachas, everything he's going. If he is a good guy like Avoy, just he doesn't uh, uh, say uh, I want to be like Hashem. Okay. So, but then he is doing the yonti, and he is doing the kiddush, and he is doing the uh, every everything. He is saying about Hashem is in his brachas. If he, if he means it, if he thinks about it, you got to think about it, you got to mean it. Right? You got to think about it, you got to mean it, you got to mean it. So when we think about it, when we mean it, we're doing it, and Hashem is really there on the other side. When we're thinking about it, why is this kosher and this is not kosher? Why can't you have a cheeseburger and what have you? So when you're doing this, when you're following the kosher, even if you're not having it totally in mind like you say, you still have to understand these rules are coming from Shemayim. This is what Hashem wants us to do. It defies logic. I can't figure out why we're doing this. You know, like the uh, Paraduma. You know, why? why? How does that make a person? Um, Tahor who was tummy, you know, right? For sure, no, for sure. A person has to have I, that in his mind, at least somewhere. Uh, look, a person can follow anything just as a rule, even kashras, even things that don't make sense, even things that don't make sense. I follow rules all the time that I don't understand. You know, you go to, yeah, you go to, you go to the Misrata Pnim. You know, you need this form, that, that. Why, 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 you can't fill it out this way. You have to fill it out that way. A, a, num- a number two pencil. Why, why do you have to use a, a number two pencil to fill this in? I have no idea. Number three is no good. Two and a half, one and a half. I don't know. But that's a rule. But I follow it anyway, right? You have to wait on this line and not that line. You have to go to this floor, not that floor. And you have to, you know, you have to right? this, this rule, this regulation. There's all kinds of rules we follow all the time without understanding them. And it could be the people on the top don't understand either. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But we have to follow rules that we don't understand so just because i keep kashras and i don't then there's no logic to kashras that's not that doesn't necessitate a relationship with hashem no, there has to be the they have to be the we still have to put it in we can't say that oh well, i'm keeping something that 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 uh, the rational uh, a logical human being would never do on his own oh so clearly there's a relationship with hashem we, we have to put the relationship with Hashem everywhere, including kashas, because you can get used to any rule, and, and we, we follow rules all the time that we don't understand because these are rules. You know, you have to stand here, you can't stand there. You know, they, they once did an experiment. They had a policeman standing, uh, 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 social, one of these social experiments, where they had a policeman walking around to people that were like waiting on the street, I think for a bus or something. He went over to people and he said, no, you can't stand over here, you have to stand over there. They want to see how many people would listen. And people listened. They said, okay, all right, I can't stand over here, I'm sorry. We have to wait over there. So, what's the, I don't know what the logic is, but someone in a uniform comes over to me and, and tells me and tells me to listen. See, you listen. So, so, so it's true. I think what you're saying is, with these things, it's easier, maybe, to, to put Hashem in there because these are things that are clearly divine, but there's no such thing as an automatic relationship with Hashem, even, even if it's illogical. Yeah, people question but you can get used to any rule. You can get used to any rule. We have to put, we have to put the kavana in. No, no mitzvah necessitates the relationship because if anything necessitates a relationship because that, that removes our vechira now. We have to be able to have vechira everywhere. So even something like kashras, there has to be room for us to build a relationship or not build a relationship because if, if, if there wasn't, then we'd have a mitzvah that's, that's taking away our vechira. So, so, so um, it's maybe, maybe easier there to have that, that kavana, but we still have to supply it. We still have to supply it everywhere because we follow rules routinely that we don't understand. You get used to rules that you don't understand. And you can used to, get used to doing things by the motions, you know, even that you don't understand. 
And then there's, there's no rebind There's got to be a rebind everywhere. But these are rules coming from Big Brother. And if you don't listen to what Big Brother tells you, I'm sure you're from Russia, you can understand that. No, you're no, in not trouble. Necessarily. Not necessarily. They did a social experiment where they had people waiting in a doctor's office, and every time there was a, there was a buzzer, and they had actors standing up and sitting down every time there was a buzzer. Next thing you know, everyone in the room starts standing up and sitting down just because these three actors decided to do it. That's but then... After they left, everyone continued to do it, and for the rest of the day, everyone did it. And then when they asked you why you did it, they were like, I don't know, that's what people do here, that's what we did. It's not like they were going to get in trouble or not in trouble, they weren't even explained why. It just so happened to be that when the buzzer hit, that's what they did. And then they continuously did it, and then a week later, it continued. And no one understood why, and they started making up their own reasons why. Oh, because it's healthy, it's the promote motion, you know, it's the, the people were just making up reasons why they did it. Okay, well... So well, well, I, that's why I will, I, we're going to read. We were going to read further today, but um, this is we put a lot of ideas <laughs> together. So tomorrow we'll go further, hopefully in the safer. Uh, but this is uh, putting a lot of things together, and um, we will suspend for today over here. Everyone should have a wonderful today. It's a wonderful today and wonderful tomorrow. Have a good day.